In 2021, Music Secrets Exposed sponsored a competition called the Musical Change Makers Competition. During this competition, we discovered many interesting and amazing musicians. But this particular gentleman that you're about to hear is a very special gentleman. He has come through so many trials in his life, from an extremely challenging childhood to transforming his life with music as his central passion. Sejays now wishes to help others through his emerging talent while exploring the world of music in greater depths. Enjoy this episode, it's a very special one. Today in the podcast, I have a lovely gentleman from Kenya in Africa. His name is Senior CJs, or he goes by CJs, and he's got a big story to tell. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Now, we first discovered you through a competition we ran there in 2021, and we discovered that you have this big story of coming through an incredible challenge as a young boy. and really healing from that and then you're now in a position where you're giving back to people that were like you when you were younger so can you just tell us how did music come into your life and about your childhood story um yes um when i was a kid like around three four years so like i think my my parents left somehow and uh, i found myself in nairobi so a good samaritan took me to a a care a foster care so you know like there was a bit of challenge because it was more like a theater the founder the founder was an actress her name is late Anne wanjugu so like she was well known in in terms of acting so she she perceived the school as a theater, not an education center. So okay. <laughs> most of the time, mm, we we do we did more art than education. Okay. So you can imagine there are so many people coming in. You're beaten up. You you know like the mistreating because they say you have to be hard, like acrobatics. It was more like overworking. But the the problem was we were very closed, like you you couldn't talk to a guest whether you are going through anything. Uh, you are not supposed to talk to any visitor. So you know, in 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 thing like we were brought up a very hard, you know, a very difficult way. You could be beaten for nothing. You could, you know, like <laughs> it's like the monster school. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So and how, they, how did you survive that, like inside of you? How did you feel? Were you just numb from the whole experience and just trying to get through it? Not really. As a kid, um, the people, because most of, most of the children who were there were from the street. The founder herself was a, a street, like she was from the streets. So you can imagine, like, she has she been in the streets since young, young age. So you can imagine how she she perceived life. She didn't value. She didn't take anything seriously. She was she was rude. She was no. So 
um, when you when you're little, it's a bit you just persevere because there's nothing you can do. Yes. But as I grew up, you know, I got to know people like the the other boys who came and said, oh, there is this place. Oh, I think the street is better than here. And so I tried. <laughs> I tried. Uh, one day, like we organized, let's run away. And uh, uh, I did. But because I had started, you know, connect connecting with the with the owner. I did the dancing. I did the acrobatics. I did music. I was very active. And what but, age did you run away from the foster care? <clears throat> I was seven. Seven. Wow. Yeah. So okay. what 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 happened? Something happened, and me and the, that lady, like, we stopped getting along. And okay. I was okay. very shy. There, you know, I used to get angry very quick. So I got angry with her, so I ran away. I went to Westlands. Actually, I just ran. It's not far from Westlands. It's a mini city. It's in Nairobi, but it's a mini city. And uh, so, like, one day she just came. She used to shop in Westlands, and she saw me, and she apologized. Oh, I'm sorry what happened and everything, and I went back. Okay. So after some few days, I, I overheard her repeating what she did, and then I, <laughs> I ran away for good. And oh. even when, when we met, she tried to call me, and I just ignored. So that was it. But then <clears throat> there was this lady who used, she's from Sweden. Her name is Ingrid Sophia Munro. And she used to pass where we used to be. And um, I could recite the poems and music, and she said, well, I think you've got something. And uh, she, now she started inviting us to the office, and uh, that's how she started our school. Um, and I was a good poet. When I left the, the Shangilia, I was a good poet. So, like, she loved the poems and everything. And I became, like, you know, every time because it was an NGO which was still starting. So it was called Jamibora. Jamibora in Swahili means a good family. So we started that. And that's how I grew up. And still, um, she knew there was a problem, so I didn't open up. I was very close, you know, very tight. <laughs> so we tried therapy and everything. But, you know, you could say I was, I was just a lonely kid. And, um, but I went to school. I was still some kind of traumatized, daydreaming. You know, you are in school, but you are in somewhere else. Yeah, you're somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was really hard. Mm -hmm. I didn't really pass my, my preschool, my grade eight. But she said, like, I had to go. Like, she saw something and she said, like, no matter what. And you imagine the rest of the students who failed, they didn't go. But she said, even if he felt like he has to proceed. So I proceeded, but then also things happened. Not bad things, but things happened. And I, though I did my grade four and everything, like I finished high school, but um, college was a bit difficult. And she was like training us to become bankers and, you know, um, their banking and everything. And it was still not enough. Like I thought, I felt there is something missing. <clears throat> 
like I, I never I never you know when you're in school we are being oh do you wanna be is a pilot I never I never mentioned banking <laughs> I wouldn't be a banker I don't like maths um, <clears throat> and so um, I left again but I had finished my 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 um, my secondary education so I left um, <clears throat> and. Then in 2014, I was now 20s, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I met this lady also. There was this lady called Wani. That's how my, my music journey came to be. She's, her name is Wani. She's done music therapy for 30 years in Honduras and Panama. She's from Latin America. So I met her and because I saw, you know, I, with through the social media and she invited me and i explained like you know i'm a musician and all that and she said yes we have a concert somewhere can you come and and perform so i performed and it was good and that's when i met umoja global kara and the team in the same so day. that's kara smith whom we actually had in yeah. the podcast a number of months back yes. she's an amazing lady it music was there yeah music therapist yeah it was their second time in Kenya. So um, I met her. That was 2015, there, 2016. Yeah. So, and with the lady, she was, you know, I think the music, you can't, you can't hide anything from music. The music open. Music is even stronger than the, the psychiatrist there, you know, the therapist. When you use music, like, you can't deny music you can't hide from music uh, music like will open you upside out you know like inside out <clears throat> so um so I true it's so yeah. true because trying to express music you can't express it unless you've really gone down into yourself i discovered that myself years ago please continue yes uh, um when i performed there was this gentleman from from the u.s um indiana so I performed simple with my drum and his he unfortunately he had a school, he has a school, he still has it, and somewhere in the slums of Nairobi, and say he just texted and say, Well, you perform and I have a school who, that needs music teacher. So that's how I moved from where I was. I was staying really far and I relocated now to the to the central central like Nairobi central. And um, I stayed there, I practiced music, still I was working with, with Wani, she trained me and everything, and Kara, they used to come every day, and you know, we did a lot, that's how I, I opened up, I stopped being shy, I opened up, when I'm angry, I could say, no more crying, you know, <laughs> no more madness, you, you yeah. just say, um, I don't like what you're doing to me, you don't do right. that, if I can't face you, I send someone else, Mora go and tell I play like I don't so like you learned it. how to communicate basically yeah I learned how to communicate instead of getting angry yeah <laughs> so and that's how so Kara and the team have been training me like every time they come and I am the one who, who is connecting the NGOs with her we do the program all together and we've been doing that almost now it's mm, almost seven years and in 2017 um, I have a band of eight members, 
We okay. do, we, we, we play um, African instruments. And I'll just say to the listeners now that your links of your own music are in the show notes below this recording. So um, if you want yeah. to have a look at CJ's music, just click the links below and you'll see his music. Please continue. Yes, so uh, we did a wedding performance. And um, so the lady, like she has a special school and she was looking for music therapist. And I've been doing all this with Wani, but you know, my, the rest of the band members said, oh, that's too much. And I had asked Wani like to help me know how to deal with like different uh, people, like the special children. I didn't know what to do when I'm with the special children. I, I didn't know what to do, what to sing when you're in the hospital, you know? When you go to the, you know, like we started learning when you go to the hospital, <clears throat> just be jovial. Don't sing soon and very soon we shall see the king, you know. <laughs> or you go to to um to a wedding and you see you start singing rock of ages. So like I just trained how to to fix myself according to like everything and the audience I'm dealing with, with the children, with adults. But um I prefer kids. I feel so free when I'm with the children because that's why I also find my inner child. I cannot find my inner child among the adults. <laughs> so, um, so your gifting is with kids. And yeah. do, you, do you think music saved your life? Would you say that? Yeah, like I, I just try. And sometimes I say, I think I'm talking too much and I never <laughs> used to. And, and, and now you can't fun. stop talking. <laughs> Yeah, I can't stop talking like, you know, when I'm angry, I'm like, hey, I don't know, you know, like I can't talk. Like, I don't, I don't keep things to myself. I cannot do that. Like I say, mm -hmm. I, I don't have any room for anger, for, for anything. Yeah. So it has really helped. And I don't know. I don't know how it did that. <laughs> I don't know. I really, I'm, I'm still like, I just appreciate music. Yeah. So. I stayed where I stayed, I taught for quite some time and I met a very good friend of mine in 2017 and she was very supportive of what I do, the music and everything, the fashion, I print t-shirt, I, 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 you know, I, I do the fabric and, yeah. and the, yeah, I love fashion too and photography. So okay. I met this lady and she was very supportive. And she bought me a very beautiful camera, like to continue my job. She used to buy my music and, you know, talk to people like subscribe to this, to this guy. And, you know, yeah. and in 2019, she was diagnosed with cancer and then she passed on in 2020. Okay. So that really broke me. And I had said, you know, I had told my friend, um, you know, we do music to, 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 to earn money and get rich and be famous. But then I was like, but once you have money, I was doing Airbnb. I had started doing Airbnbs in person and online. And, and when she passed, that was like the change of everything. And I've been doing Airbnb, like um, meditative meditation, like instrumental meditation with people during the lockdown. Mm -hmm. So that means also I was training my singing, my playing, my instrument, like every day, 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 6, you know. Yeah. 
And, what um, would you I, say gives you the most joy now as you've been through all these circumstances and situations? What gives you the most joy? Is it creating the music, we'll say, to present to people? Or is it this idea of inspiring people, giving back? I think both. <laughs> giving, giving back is very important. And I also love music. I love creating music and I love recording. If I could get a chance, I'll just come in the studio to create music. Yeah. And uh, so <clears throat> when my friend passed, passed on and I didn't know how else, like we were all locked down. I didn't even get a chance to go to the US and attend everything. So it was very devastating. Um, I, I just say the only thing I can appreciate her and honor her is like I am back on my music, the thing she loved supporting. So I did a song called Tumaini. So um, when, when she used to come to Kenya, I could take her to all my projects. That's cool, that's cool. And to do to do her she was also good with kids, the the meditation, the game. So I, it's more like a, a cultural exchange, like you give and give. Yes. If I realize you're an artist, I'll take you to a school that does music mm -hmm. or a lot of art, like to share and get to know them like. Mm -hmm. So I used to do that. And I did that song just to honor her and the and the the children and mostly the adults so it's more like um, um a tribute for my my cancer patient i'm still doing music therapy at the hospital oncology ward mm -hmm. so also it's very heartbreaking the, it's, the life there it's so fragile because they are the children we should <laughs> we should just say that one of your main focuses now is music therapy and developing that skill and we were just speaking there before the recording of this interview is that one of your biggest challenges currently is getting the funds together to get transportation organized to go to a lot of different places where you'd love to just explore and expand your reach. So like, what do you see through music therapy in your local area? Like what has been the major impact that you've seen through music therapy? Um, the, the, so many people come to see like what is this music therapy as I say like it's not it's not well established in Africa so most people here they don't know what music therapy is when you say I do music I want to come and do music they're like hey therapy they're like oh what's that and <clears throat> so like if, if that education of people to know but once you do it they understand oh that's good and and they're like oh we miss the music you know and it's only me who knows the impact of music but the clients and the patient they see it as fun that's fun yeah. mm -hmm. but then um i have been working with special kids and i'm still working with them I, it's not too much because i work and one day per week for one one and a half hour Mm -hmm. I've been working with these kids since 2017 to this time. Okay. So, yeah, that's a long. I've never worked for that long. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, and I never, I never, I never woke up and and think, oh, this is too much. I always go there every week 
with the same energy for seven wow. years. Six. So, yeah, I, I love it. Mm. But uh, I want I, I just want to, to reach more people. There are yeah. people who can't pay for music therapy, like yeah. a school, yeah. a especially a public school. Mm -hmm. They can't like it's too much. It's just not it's just not possible for them. Yeah. yeah. And also you need you need people to help you with that. There are people with a passion but they don't know they need you to to help. They need them to be out. trained, I suppose. You know, yeah, music therapy isn't a thing you can just walk into and think you can do yeah. it. You have to be trained and that's I believe um Kara Smith and her charities is is involved in training people locally. So um there's one question bugging me, and that is when you left your foster home and you ran away, how did you survive in the streets? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't stay for long. Yeah, but you must have got yeah. hungry and, and felt the pain of not having a bed to sleep in or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, my first night was terrible, you know, like traumatic yeah. to be fair traumatic for that age of a child it's, it's seven eight whatever age that's traumatic uh, but the good thing I, I really how i survived i was very quiet like i was notable like when the people look at others and look at me they could see this this, this boy is different mm -hmm. so i was loved <laughs> i was loved <laughs> I was quiet. I was never naughty, like abusing people. Or, yeah, like, or, you didn't get into doing, trouble. Or doing drugs, yeah. yeah. If I tried to do drugs during the night when everyone was gone. I hide and, and do it. So yeah. in, during the day, I was just, but I didn't get into deep, deep, deep drugs where I could get addicted. Yeah. So it, yeah, it was very terrible. I just stayed for one year before I met Ingrid, and I never, I never wanted to go back. That one oh, night, yeah. I, I didn't. She saved I, your I, life. That lady saved yeah. your life. Yes, I didn't have. You know, like I had a very um, a torn shirt, <laughs> and and uh, you know that that night was really cold. Um, yeah. I, I had a dream being rained on because <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah. almost like in the city there are always this 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 mothers as because we have the security guards we have people working like at night so we always have these small shops uh, cooking tea and mandrazi and chipotles and uh, yeah so like that you keep warm through there yeah <clears throat> you just figure it out yeah, I just figured yeah, out yeah, it's, it's yeah. a lot of people don't even know what that would feel like, but I can't imagine it personally speaking. Now, returning to your present life, you have a lot of music produced on YouTube, which people can view, which the link is in the description below. But your main passion now is to really help people through music. Yeah. And how can people support you in order to further your work? In the best way possible. I I, I don't want to stop uh, creating music. I want to to reach more people through music. Yeah, like I want to keep to keep you know producing music yeah. over and over again. Yeah. But I want them to to be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
a music that someone can 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 listen and and go back to themselves <clears throat> and also talk you know i'm not a politician i cannot i gather a, a full stadium yes. and sell my agenda so and the only because there are people who, who you know we have like two sides um for this and for this so but but music doesn't have any boundaries yeah yes yeah so and that's why the, the, you can listen online you can listen um politics like uh, podcasts for politics um uh, you know like um spotify there is for uh, politics yeah <laughs> so, so so many people can you can reach so many people through music and through the the music platforms yeah. and uh, <clears throat> so i think that's the only weapon i have to reach more people yeah like I, I sing fun songs. I, I did some recording. I normally my producer is not in Nairobi. He's somewhere far. So every time he comes is when I record and I make sure I have like three songs really uh, to keep me to keep me going yeah. <laughs> by the time he's coming back. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I did a, a lot of research. So when I started, I did a lot of research like you know, get, I had a dream. I want my music to be on Vivo. I want my music to be here and there and there. So like I did a lot of research because also I want to protect my work. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't want uh, people to mess with my, my the energy, especially those who don't understand why I'm doing music. So <clears throat> yeah, I think I just, if I can keep creating music and reaching more people, like yeah. having the, the production, like someone mm -hmm. say, hey, if you want to create music, just keep creating, you know, like like the production. I, I care for the, I take care of the production and everything. Yeah. yeah. I, can, yeah. I can really appreciate, I can create like every day. <laughs> You'd love to be creating music every day. That's a wonderful yeah. story. That's a wonderful yeah. story. Well, listen, Signore CJs, it is lovely to have you here today on the podcast and come back to us as your story develops. And what I would say to the listeners is keep tuned to this podcast because we'll hear more from CJs as he's known by locally. So thank you for coming on the podcast today. So just to remind the listeners that just go into the podcast description there, you, you'll find the link to CJ's music, his website, his link tree. And um, an absolute pleasure to hear your story today and that you had a transformation and that you came through it, as they say, with flying colours. So we wish you well. <laughs>